Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. Hey, have you ever met somebody where you just clicked immediately, right? They get you at such a cellular level. They feel what holds you back. They feel what ties you in knots, and they totally understand how to support you and get you from where you are to where you want to be. Well, I was blessed to meet Leah Bales, and I'm so incredibly excited to have her as my guest today because she's all about stopping the stress. Let me tell you a little bit about her so you understand why I'm so very excited to have her with me today. So Leah is an MA. She's a holistic success coach, and she's been called the secret weapon for life and business success, a voice for healing, empowerment, and love with a capital L. That's what I'm all about, baby. So definitely twins separated at birth here. She's also a marvelous magician who helps us become our most loving and glorious selves. Recovering from an immune system crash propelled Leah on a deep exploration into ancient healing practices and modern energy medicine. Energy is incredibly powerful. People don't understand it. They don't know how to leverage it. And we're really creating an amazing energy for you in the show today. It's going to be more profound than anything you've ever experienced. It's one of the reasons why it was really important to me to have Leah on the show. Leah offers a paradigm-shifting blend of psychology, mind, body, nature, healing, energy medicine, simple strategy, and practical spirituality. Gallop my own street. <laughs> I so love what you're up to. I could rave about you for the entire show, Leah, but I'm going to stop here because I, I'm just so delighted you could join us today. Thank you so much, Elaine. It's such a joy to be here. As soon as I met you, I loved your energy and it's just been fun to get to know you a little and I'm thrilled to be here today. Well, Leah, we spoke briefly before we started, and I have a confession that I need to make, not just to you, but to everybody listening in my audience, because I have a certain protocol that I use all the time. I start with an intention, which is how you want to feel what you want to create, and then have a conversation. And through at the end, I do the activate abundance process. And I've been doing the activate abundance process at the end of my show, every single show, but I haven't been doing the intention in the beginning. Doing, I can't believe I haven't been doing that. That's just like so basic in my world. And so I'm really embarrassed that I haven't been doing that yet. And the reason why intentions are so incredibly powerful and why I do an intention group every Tuesday night mm -hmm. and why I'm such a big believer in creating your own intentions is because it helps you train your non-conscious mind, your subconscious mind. It's kind of like what psychologists call priming. When you set the stage for this is what I want and here's what I want to pay attention to, it's kind of like you're activating your peripheral vision. If you've ever looked for shooting stars, you know you have to focus on one area of the star field, but then you open up your peripheral vision so any little tiny stray of light grabs your attention and you get to see a shooting star. 
Well, it's Mm -hmm. the same thing with your intention. Creating an intention activates your peripheral vision for your subconscious mind to pay attention and support you and you receive more divine downloads. And that's what I'm all about. I want you to experience a profound transformation every single time you listen or watch The Abundance Journey. So I'm gonna take a stab at an intention and Leah and I are gonna refine it a little bit. Then we're gonna hold it for 78 seconds. Now I know that feels like an incredible amount of time when it's just totally silent, but it's really important to hold the space for 78 seconds. When you do that, see the problem is we have really short attention spans and our minds are constantly just going to all different kinds of things. When we hold that energy for 78 seconds, we're making it really clear to the divine, to the God of your understanding. This is a commitment. We really, 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 really mean this and we really want it. And so we get more support when we're willing to be that focused and show that level of commitment. So you will experience 78 seconds of silence after we say our intention. That's deliberate. If you choose to join us, the idea is that intention is the new reality. This is your new experience. So you hold that in mind and that's the space. I like to think of it as Uh, grateful delight, (laughs) grateful delight. You don't know what's coming, but you know, it's going to be good. You can't (laughs) wait. It's like Christmas morning. There's all these packages to open. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a blast, right? Get that energy going. That's what we want to do. So here's a draft. Leah, I would love your feedback on this. Okay. In love and light, we hold the intention that everyone participating in any way in this show experiences an immediate reduction in stress and learns transformational ideas that enrich the lives of everyone who implements them. Thank you, Divine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is done. Any suggestions? I love it. It's great. I might make one tiny shift. Please. Transformational ideas. I might say transformational practices because want it to be not just in the mind, not just in our thoughts, but all the way through our body. So, you know, and I love that. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. And I just want to explain to people really quickly why it's shaped this way. In love and light is acknowledging the fact that you're actually in partnership with the divine. So the God of your understanding is an active participant in helping you hold this intention and make it your reality. So we want to bring that in and acknowledge that from the very beginning. Then the part of that intention is what we want. And then, of course, it's just good matters to say thank you. <laughs> and that final part, it is done. That's a reminder to us that we've done our bit. <laughs> we set the intention. This is what I want. Here's where I'm going. It's like tapping in the address that you want in your GPS system. And now you don't second guess the GPS all the time. I mean, if you're really familiar with the route, you might, but we aren't. And so we can totally trust that the divine is going to guide us to experience this particular intention and have this transformation. So that's the logic behind it. Let's go ahead and do this. So I'm going to read the intention once, and then we're going to hold it in silence for 78 seconds. Here we go. In love and light, we hold the intention that everyone participating in any way in this show experiences an immediate reduction in stress and learns transformational practices that enrich the lives of everyone who implements them. Thank you, Divine. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is done. We give thanks, and so it is. That was really powerful. I don't know if you felt that energy the way I did, but wow. It was fabulous. I, I really felt the love and the light and the vibration and loved having that time to feel the connection beyond the physical world with everyone here. You know, everyone who's here at any time listening is here and now with us in that energy field. So Elaine, and you know, you said you were apologizing for doing that. I really want to thank you and commend you for the courage to be upfront and say, well, I wish I'd thought of this sooner, but I'm thinking <laughs> of it now and here's what we're doing. And that's about growing. You know, it's like, how do we grow with whatever we're doing and that commitment to growing and to sharing it vulnerably and, and letting us grow with you? It's commendable. So yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that because it's a little embarrassing that this is something I do all the time and I didn't think to do it here, but it was really powerful. I loved the energy that you brought in because I love what you're all about, Leah. I know that you are brilliant at helping people release that stress and own their strength. And that is such a beautiful combination. I know you're really passionate about this. What, what got you into this? Why is this such an important part of what you do? Well, 60 to 85% of all doctor's visits, <laughs> primary doctor's visits, actually are, involve stress, are either stress-related or stress-caused illnesses. And as a teenager, I could have been a poster child for many of those <laughs> because I, I was very, what we might call stress-reactive, stress-sensitive. I'm sure lots of you listening, many of you would realize that you are also sensitive to things, you pick things up. And I, so I had um, eating disorders and anxiety and migraines and irritable bowel syndrome. So I was very stress reactive and I was fascinated by yoga and meditation and energy healing. So very early I discovered those, and this was now 50 years ago, but I discovered those and I believe it probably saved my life. And I know it helped me live strong in a sensitive body and live joyfully and strong in a sensitive body. So to 
feel what a difference the meditation, the yoga could make in my life. And I used it constantly through my 20s when I was teaching as a school teacher and having babies. And, and you know, really, I continually realized what a difference those tools made for me in being able to use the energy of whatever was going on in my life in a more positive kind of way, rather than being made sick by it, you know? And and then like Elaine mentioned in my early thirties, I was in grad school, I had three little kids, I was doing and doing and doing and being super mom and I had an immune system crash and then really had the deep inner guidance to go very deep in that healing journey. You know, my guidance was, this is not about going to a doctor to fix this, it's a calling and took it that way and you know, did study with remarkable masters of, of energy healing and yoga and shamanism and um, qigong and really directed my life and then got my masters with an emphasis, psychology with the emphasis on mind-body healing and worked in hospitals, worked with people of all ages and to help them to help make these things simple, because not everyone could go on a big healing journey and you know study at different places with different teachers. We we need it simple. We need it now. We need it to be able to use it. And now I work with big-hearted entrepreneurs, professionals, change makers, you know, helping to bring to transform the stress. To realize stress isn't bad. It's energy. Elaine was talking about how important energy is. Stress is a form of energy, and we can use it to transform it into creative, productive energy to manifest, to bring about the abundance in our lives. I love what you just said. I love what you just said. And one of the things that you said that really, really resonated with me, I I love this quote, everything we see in the world is a reflection of what is unseen in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so to me, whenever I notice stress is showing up or like I'm watching the news and it really triggers me, anytime I feel that sense of anxiety or frustration or overwhelm or anything, it's a reminder to go inside Mm -hmm. because there's something inside that is making this situation feel like it's wrong. Mm. And that's usually a limiting belief. And it's usually uh, something that's coming up that's that's a judgment that I'm making about myself or about someone else. And so that just reminds me immediately, step out of judgment. That's when I'm in my human shoes (laughs) and I want to be in my divine shoes. So I want to step out of judgment and instead go into that observer space Just observe what's going on. Everything is here to serve me. Everything is here to help me grow. Everything is here to enrich my life. Everything is designed to be a blessing for me, to help me expand into love. More love for myself, more love for everyone around me, more love for my experiences. That's really the only purpose, the only purpose for anything I experience. So when you were talking about the value of stress, yeah, There's a huge value in stress. It's to get us to reconnect with ourselves because so often we're kind of divorced from who we are, I think. And and I think as well to add absolutely everything you said and sometimes seeing what seems wrong on the TV or in the world 
motivates us to take action, you know, realize injustice or, you know, imbalance in the world. And, you know, well, we can use that, even if it's anger, you know, however, the fear with the energy that comes in us, we not turn it against ourselves and make ourselves sick, but like, what action am I being called to take in the world? The most spiritual people I know are people who are that I deeply admire are also engaged in action in the world. So that we, it's the spirituality is not passive, just taking care of myself. It's like, what am I called by this very uncomfortable feeling to help change, to create, to work with in the world? And I, and I think that can be very powerful. That is, it's incredibly powerful. And, and it's, it's really interesting how we experience contrast, what is wanted and what is not wanted. And that is designed to get us in action. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get too far down the road, I want to bring us back just a little bit, because this is the abundance journey mm-hmm. and no two people define abundance the same way. I mean, you're an expert on releasing stress. So how would you, given the work you do and the transformation you create with your clients, how would you define abundance? Well, one of my favorite ways to think about abundance is with the Italian term, abondanza. (laughs) And abondanza has this very rich, lusty, love of life feeling to me. I learned it from my teacher, Jean Houston, who got it from her grandmother, who was Italian. And, And so to me, it's about this appreciating this feast of life and the abundance and um, the gratitude and the celebration of the abundance that is in nature and in the world and in each of us and and allowing ourselves to expand into that. Uh, I I have a a favorite little formula for abundance or abundanza that actually is the title of an indie movie from a number of years ago, I think from the 90s. The title of this indie movie that is the formula of my, my favorite formula for abundance is happy, thank you, more please. <laughs> happy, thank you, more please. And I love that because, you know, it's like being happy with what you have, being so thrilled and amazed, you know, and thanking, giving thanks to God, to whoever brought it to you, to whoever in the chain was there bringing it to you, to the earth for it. And more please, yes bring it on. (laughs) I'm open for more. And I think we get stuck on any one of those three places. I think some people get stuck with not feeling content with what they have. And when you're not content with what you have, it's hard to open to more. I've even had people tell me, well, if I'm too content with what I have, I won't be creating more. It's like, "Mm, no, let yourself be there fully happy in it and give gratitude abundantly as often as we can, you know, just very generously. And then more, please. I think if I were, if I would get stuck on one and I have, this is where I get stuck. It's like, sometimes I can think I have so much, how could I ask for more? And I I see this with a lot of people, you know, I have so much, why would I ask for more? It's greedy, but there's a certain generosity in opening ourselves to what's next. And the soul calls us into growing and, and expanding like you did today. You know, you were called to make your wonderful podcast even better by adding that piece to it. You know, more please. Oh, yes, it's been great. And it can be better. I can open to more. So happy. Thank you more, please. I I think it's a wonderful formula to live in to bring abundance to ourselves and to those around us. I love that. I really love that. (laughs) And it's so true, you know, because there is no limit to who you are as a spiritual being. 
there is no limit to love. You can always experience even more love. And it was really interesting. I recently did an episode on this. I was meditating about what does love really feel like to me? And to me, love feels like a combination of gratitude and appreciation. And what that's how I know I'm being loving is because I'm really grateful and appreciative. And those two sensations just feel so enriching. Well, there's never a time when you can't experience gratitude. Yes, there are disasters and everything. And the message that I received when I see something that I don't like on the news or there's a natural disaster going on, it's the divine saying, okay, honey, I have this little bell that I love. You, we're in partnership here. It's your turn. You need to step up and send love and blessings Mm -hmm. and any action that you can think of that would contribute to support people who are dealing with this situation. This is your notification. If you felt the resistance, that's notification. It's your turn. Step up. We're here to help. That's so beautiful. And and in all of the disasters that happen, there are moments of miracles and wonder, you know, and to look for those and honor those. And, you know, as horrible as disasters are, they have the opportunity to bring out our best as individuals and as each other, as we come together, you know, in a way that kind of breaks through our normal everyday patterns and um, to read the stories and hear the stories. and, And as you're saying, be part of those, you know, take action to be part of that miracle, you know, I think is is important to remember when we are seeing disasters, not to minimize the terrible situation that's happening, but to honor the miracles that happen in the midst of that and the way it can bring out our best. You know, I actually have a concrete example of this because recently there was a really bad fire in Lahaina on Maui and Hawaii. And almost all of the old part of downtown burned except for one house. And so my husband and I read about this because we live in a fire zone area in California. So we're very sensitive to fire. My sister lost her house in a fire. So I'm like, I got to make sure we're as fire safe as possible. Well, one of the most important things the owners did who had this house, five feet all the way around the house, they had hardscape, either Mm -hmm. gravel or cement or pavers, something that would prevent um, anything right by the house catching fire. And so that motivated me and my husband to put down gravel in the areas that where there wasn't hardscape around our house. So even in the midst of disaster, there are blessings, there are messages, there is meaning for you. And especially when you're dealing with something that's really stressful. So I want to ask you another question, Leah, because There are symptoms that you notice when people start to work with you, they're in this little tied up in knots state. Mm -hmm. What is happening for them that they finally realize, oh, it's time for me to work with Leah because she can get me out of this. What what is this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm wrinkling my hands. For those of you who can't see me, I'm wrinkling my hands into a knot to show that it's all a tangled mess. (laughs) It it makes me think, last week I was sitting on my porch and I heard this really weird sound. And I was like, what is that? And I ran out to the parking lot and there was a wild turkey attacking my friend's pickup truck that was (laughs) going to And it was going, yeah, bam, bam, bam. 
it was hitting his face. So he thought he was protecting his flock, his hens and his chicks from an, an invading turkey, but really he was attacking himself. He was attacking himself in the shiny bumper of the car. So it made me think how often we do this in various ways. So one of the things that often happens, people realize they're fighting with different parts of themselves. You know, different parts are in battle with each other. We we often fight against the part that we've been told is too much or too little, you know, or, you know, that the, we you know, create battles against our weight or against our habits or, you know, various things. And when we sometimes that battle just gets to be too much, you know, and and we realize maybe there's another way. Maybe there's another way that I don't have to fight so hard to succeed. I don't have to fight so hard to be good. And that really is what I offer. And one of the you've talked about love and love and kindness, you know, the first thing for any change, any change that anyone wants to make, I think is to begin with noticing kindly. Huh, what's happening? What led to that? What was the internal part that led to that? You know, what was the internal dialogue that led to that? And notice it all with kindness. What am I creating with those thoughts? And just by breathing into the body, the feeling of loving kindness, the feeling if sometimes love feels like too much to reach for, <laughs> or just kindness, the kindness you would offer a friend or a beloved pet or a child, that kindness just begin to turn towards yourself. And that, I believe, is the starting point for any true change, for working with stress, for habits, for whatever we want to transform. We begin by noticing kindly what's going on, what we're feeling, what comes up. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful, Leah. Because one of the things that I've been meditating on lately is grateful compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a very similar kind of thing. It's compassion for yourself and having a sense of gratitude that you're aware enough to take the time to have some compassion for yourself. You know, it's one of those things where we think we have to just keep doing, 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 right? And we're right. running so hard, but we're not making progress. And it's yeah. because we're not stepping back and feeling what we feel and honoring how we feel, being compassionate to ourselves, that loving kindness of taking yeah. the time for yourself, that makes all the difference in the world. It's so interesting that often they say to speed up, you have to slow down. Mm -hmm. And it's really true because we get so caught up in the doing, we forget all about the being. And being and that energy that you feel drives everything that you do. So brilliant. I loved what you just said. That was so important. I'm like, man, I got to write that down. Well, and along with that being that you're talking about, you know, I think one of the pieces people often forget with working on abundance and doing affirmations is embodying it. You know, Napoleon Rich wrote Think and Grow Rich, which was a brilliant masterpiece. But I, I and I think 
we might do better by thinking embody and be rich. (laughs) When we bring it into our body, we feel it. We let it be part of us. You know, it becomes much, much deeper. And it's not just affirmations going through your conscious mind. You're bringing it into your brilliant body mind. You're bringing into the subconscious mind that you mentioned earlier so well. And you find the resonance. You find it in your belly and your feet and your whole self. And then it begins to become real. That's beautiful. You know, you bring up such a good point, Leah, because your entire body is an energy antenna. Yes. And so the better you are at really getting that energy in alignment with what you want to experience, with what you want to create, with how you want to show up, it allows you to completely transform every experience you have. And you have to be willing to notice when that energy is off and bring it into the body and truly absorb it and and feel it. You know, one of the things that I always ask, because I've noticed this time and time again, we would love to have this magic wand that just, you know, changes everything. And yet it doesn't change the outside until we're willing to change the inside. What is something that your clients have to be willing to change internally before they can experience this shift with the stress and turn it into a positive force? Well, first of all, they have to realize that they have choice. And I think we don't really give that enough credit, you know, that, and in fact, I often hear people say, well, I didn't even realize I had choice about stress, or I did sort of realize, but I didn't really know. And so, you know, that, that choosing how we talk about stress, what we do with it. And of course, the more skills we have for learning what to do with stress, how to transform it, the greater our range of choices becomes. But stress isn't something that just happens to us. It's what we do with it inside. And so first of all, realizing how you talk to yourself about stress, how you breathe with stress, what you do with it can make instantaneous differences. And the first part is just remembering I'm choosing how I work with this, how I talk about it. And the choice makes the transformation begin. Ah, that is so powerful. That is so incredibly powerful because so often we think life is happening to us. Mm -hmm. And it's great when we remember, and it, it requires a little bit of like, oh yeah, shoot, I forgot about that. Life is happening for us. Yes. Not to us. It is always there to inspire us to grow and be more in this moment than we were in the moment before. And the reason why we get more challenged sometimes and and pushback is like the four levels of learning. When you first start out, there's um, incomp no unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and then there's conscious incompetence. You know you don't know. <laughs> but you're trying to figure it out. And then there's conscious competence where you, if you follow the steps and follow the bouncing ball, then it works out, but you have to remember to follow the steps. And then there's unconscious competence where it's just so automatic. It's just effortless. And this is how you flow. And this is how you roll with it. And you're really helping people get through those four stages because once they can embody those methods that you have, those actions, the activities that help them think about the stress in a different way, breathe through the stress in a different way, engage with the stress in a different way, body first, Mm -hmm. that shifts everything. 
I really love what you're saying here. And and I think an important piece of that, you have the, absolutely, I love the way you brought in those four levels. That's really fascinating. And an important piece of that is to remember, you don't just do it once. You don't even just do it a hundred times because as you're growing, more stress is going to come in. You know, yeah. stress isn't just the bad things that happen. When we're stepping into our next level selves, when we're growing into who we really are, continually stress is going to come. We can get kind of, oh, there you are again. <laughs> there's my there's my ally stress. It doesn't feel good. And you know how to work with it. It doesn't, you don't get it conquered once. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like a partner and it's energy, but there's going to be more fear. There's going to be more anxiety that will come up. And, you know, like they say, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And a surfer starts out on really mild waves and then gets to bigger and bigger and bigger ones. We don't want the waves to stop. No. (laughs) No, they move you forward. See, that's the thing. People don't realize you're in a kayak and you've got the paddle. You can learn how to roll with it. You know, if you're in a sea kayak, I love sea kayaking. I've been up to Alaska three times and camped out oh. on glaciers and it's just incredible. But so cool. you, all you do is you, you're in there, you're wedged in the body of the kayak and you wiggle your hips and you can stay upright. And it's so fun and so easy once you have the technique down, once right. you know yeah. what to do. Yeah. And you don't want to, you wouldn't want to start out. If I hadn't no. kayaked, I wouldn't want to start out with Elaine in the like biggest adventure place in Alaska. I'd like start out in a pool maybe <laughs> <laughs> and, and learn to roll and learn what to do. And so that's, you know, the practice and you work with it. And then as life comes, as you're expanding your bandwidth, you're growing into your genius, you're becoming more and more who you are in whatever field, whatever that looks like to you, you know, whether it's in relationship and you're family, in your work, in your business, in your creative work, in your world-changing work, wherever you are growing into more of who you are, you'll get up against stressful things and the waves get bigger <laughs> and and you've got more and more skills to work with it and you realize you have choice. Absolutely. It's so funny because I talk to people about abundance and people usually think of finances. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's one aspect of abundance. You're always going to have challenges. You're always going to have conflict. Your problems can be very high quality problems. Do I buy the house in Hawaii or do I buy the house in Bali? Right? Tough choice. Okay. But you still have issues that you have to deal with because you're continually challenged to learn how to embody that new level of being so that you can expand even more. And there's something else for you to master and something else for you to master. So this is really beautiful. It leads into my next question for you, Leah, because it is not an overnight transformation and we don't want it to end. We want to continually grow and learn and expand and become and harness that energy. So what are the baby steps that you encourage people to look for that show us we're making progress? I think the patience with ourselves, <laughs> people often will say, why haven't I gotten this yet? And it's like, well, we're human, you know, we're, you are getting it. And, it, you know, so the patience with ourselves and the kindness, I think that just that, just that, if only that we could all have, that would be, if I could wave a magic wand, it would be for all of us to have that kindness toward ourselves and toward the world and toward each other. And it starts in little steps. And we realize, oh, I haven't been kind all day long. It's like, 
you can start now. <laughs> Take a breath of kindness. So I think when we begin to realize, as you said, what your word was courageous. Com- no, it was what was your word with compassion? Oh, uh, I'm grateful grateful compassion. Grateful, grateful compassion. Yes. Yeah. So the various ways that we open to compassion and um, gratitude, and and the, when we can bring even a little bit of compassion and love to a situation, we can feel good about that and know that we're doing good for the world and that ripples are spreading out. Absolutely. It's amazing the difference your energy makes. Mm-hmm. And so when you can be compassionate to yourself, you're much more compassionate to others. It's amazing how it starts with you. And if you're having a difficult time being compassionate with yourself and you're irritated and frustrated with yourself, you're much more likely to be irritated and frustrated with everybody else too. That's the problem. So there's a question that I like to ask myself to get into that space that Leah's talking about of, of that loving kindness towards ourselves. What can I celebrate about myself? Mm-hmm right now? What can I celebrate about myself and how I showed up today? Because often we don't look at that. We look outside. We don't look inside. I absolutely love that. And I was talking with a woman not long ago who said, I can't celebrate my successes because I always ask people, what are we celebrating? And and I was and I looked at her and it was kind of amazing because she's remarkably, you know, she's achieved so much. She's very accomplished. She's brilliant. And she said, celebrating my successes feels arrogant and and what i what we went on to talk about in the group where this came up was celebration is a form of gratitude yes <laughs> celebration is a form of gratitude because the things you do in the world the gifts we bring to the world each of us are not really ours right i mean they come through us from however we think of that happening they're where they're gifted to us we bring them into the world and so really in a way it's arrogant not to feel grateful not to celebrate and so when when we could shift it to celebration being a form of gratitude for what we've been given and our ability as it is right now to bring it into the world as well as we can and let that keep growing then i absolutely agree i love i think celebrating is a really really important form of abundance and that if it's a little hard to think of then think of it as celebration is a form of gratitude That's a really important distinction. Thank you for bringing that in. And Leah, you are so generous. I just, I want to keep you here for hours, for days, because you're just so (laughs) articulate and so interesting. And you've got the best examples and stories, but I know you offered an amazing free gift for the audience. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, it's called Stop the Spin Cycle of Stress. (laughs) A friend of mine said, you know, sometimes when I'm under stress, it just feels like I'm caught in the spin cycle of of the washing machine. I thought, how perfect that is. Yes, we can just get caught up in it. So Stop the Spin Cycle of Stress. It's um, five-day transformation. You do it at your own time. It's just 10 minutes a day, short video that takes you through a piece of working with it. So you work with that for a day, do the next one. Um, It's like starts with what's good about stress. Why is stress a good thing? Five reasons stress is actually a good thing when you know how to use it. (laughs) And, And then how you use your brilliant body mind to help transform it. How you talk to your 
yourself about stress and being able to shift that, what a difference it makes. Your stress gremlins, these are the things that snare you back in. We all have it. What are the patterns and habits and old ways of thinking that snare us back into stress and how you ride the waves of stress, how you can enjoy it. So yes, um, that's a gift to you. I'd love for you to have that. Stop the spin cycle of stress. People have told me it really, from the very first day, changed their lives was something they shared with their families. They uh, really enjoyed playing with it. You can instantly transform stress in just a few minutes a day of learning how to do it. So that is, I think you've got the link, Elaine. I but do. I'll, I do. And I'll make sure that it's in the show notes. Okay. And it's No, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to get the videos because that is brilliant. It's something that everybody needs. And I know so many people who could benefit from this kind of information because often we just don't know what to do. And so we bottle it up and we feel like, and we don't want to put it out there because we're, we don't want to push stress onto other people. So often those of us who are givers, we just absorb it and we think we have to keep it forever and ever. And we don't know how to harness the power of the stress. So I love that. Thank you. I love the way you does. said that. That's so true. And, you know, we we don't know how to use it and it doesn't feel good. It feels awful that, you know, jittery, yucky energy. And yet we can use that to create what we really want in the world. Ah. Oh. Man, Leah, fabulous, fabulous conversation. <laughs> I've been trying to be surreptitious and taking my notes because you wrote, you said so many brilliant things and I didn't catch every single word out of your mouth. I can't wait to go back and do a transcript and review everything that you said because now I'm going to do the Activate Abundance segment. And that means I have to pick just one of all of those incredible things that you said. So you're making my life just a little difficult today. <laughs> But honestly, this is an episode I know people will watch again and again and again. And every time they activate the intention at the beginning, they'll get even more when they watch or listen to the episode again. So, wow. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody stick around because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? You can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure. Leah is amazing. It took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to do the Activate Abundance segment on because she said so much. I, I'm so glad we did the intention segment at the beginning because I really felt our interaction. Our We created something here that has such rich, multidimensional energy. And I know I'm going to listen to this and watch this again and again and again because it was super powerful. So obviously, step one, gratitude. I got so much out of our collaboration today. That was spectacular. And in particular, what I want to acknowledge, she said so many brilliant things, but one of them that just really got me, we don't remember that we have a choice 
when it comes to stress, that it is a form of energy and we have control over that energy. We have the ability to repurpose that energy. It's kind of like you've got this jet engine and you accidentally strapped it on your chest. So it's pushing you backwards and you want to go forwards. All you have to do is move it around to the back. And all of a sudden, hey, presto, you're going where you want to go. So that was that was really an eye opener for me because I just thought about stress in a totally different way. I hadn't thought of it as just an energy source and one that we can control. So I really want to acknowledge that. Step two. Step three, appreciate the difference it can make in your life. Well, for me, I get stressed too. We all do. It's a part of growth. It's a part of learning. And I loved when she said, growth is being generous. The divine needs you to grow. We need you to be the best person you can be. And so stretching yourself, being willing to take on that stress and use it in a productive manner so that you grow from and through the stress, that you view it as a gift instead of a burden, that shifts everything, not just for you, which is brilliant. I'm glad that it transforms your world, but you transform the world for everybody else. You're modeling how to embody the fullness of who you are by turning that stress into a supportive energy, repurposing the energy of stress. Brilliant. Love that. Step four, whoops, four, is to activate abundance. You've got three options. The first one is take out your calendar and actually schedule it. Well, stress isn't something you can really schedule, so you might give that a miss. Step two, the other option is to create a trigger. Like you could uh, cross your fingers like a little hope sign, right? And it's a reminder to you, I have the ability to transform this stress. I can repurpose this stress anytime I want to. The third option to activate abundance is to declare what you're going to do to someone else. Every time I feel stressful, that's a sign for me to go inside, notice what's happening from an observer standpoint, send kindness and love to myself, be grateful to myself that I'm taking the time to look within and see what's really going on here, and then use the skills that I'm learning from Leah to shift that energy into something that's really supportive, that pushes me forward. That's my commitment to you, because I'm definitely going to get her free gift. I'm definitely going to go through those five videos. This is powerful stuff. Do you feel this? Do you see just how incredibly transformational this is? How your life will be before Leah and after Leah? I mean, honestly, it's it's that good. And if you're paying attention and if you watch this again and again, you will experience an amazing transformation for yourself in your life. So that I really hope you choose to do that. Step five, celebrate your progress. This is what it looks like when it's working. Awareness and understanding that you have options Oh my gosh, that takes a load off. Isn't that fabulous? All of a sudden, something that used to feel like a massive burden, now it feels like an asset, a resource, a tool that I have in my toolbox that I can use to push myself forward and be more than I used to be. It's no longer a negative for me. Now it's empowering me. It allows me to be my best self. So, hey, bring on the stress. I'm ready for it. 
Oh, thank you so much for joining me today. I'll be sure to see you next time for The Abundance Journey. You've been listening to The Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.